Hello, guys. Welcome to the After Hours podcast. I'm here with my partner, Adam, uh, after a devastating series. <sighs> Adam got the best of me. It was It was meant to be, Jake. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. It was Heat Celtics, you versus me. We kept it cordial. We were nice to one another. We didn't. We did. We didn't back talk one another. We. It was funny the way we went about it, where we were like, uh, we would text each other at like the half points or the half times of the games, and then we were like, okay, talk to you after the game. <laughs> See you on the other side. Oh, man, that series. Um, Boston looked like a bunch of sixth graders that couldn't break down a zone. That's what I really saw from Boston. I mean. It took them till literally game six to figure out how to break Miami's zone. Um, and they are able to do it. But just on the offensive side, Miami was just too dominant in game six and slipped away. You see, I kind of I kind of disagree with you. Uh, I think Miami's zone is something that is always evolving and it's always changing. Uh, they play like a hybrid man zone. It's not a straight zone. Uh, they basically play what I like to call the box and bam, where they have four guys uh, in a box and bam is just roaming defensively, just roaming around the, the floor. Uh, so I like to call it the box and bam. Uh, but I, I kind of disagree with you in the fact that the Celtics didn't really figure it out. It, in game four, I think they had a good sense of how to beat the zone. But then in game five... The Heat sort of went away from the zone for a while uh, when the Celtics were up. Well, no, when the Heat were up 3 1. Um, and I think that was to their detriment. And that's why the Celtics got a game in there. But obviously, in game six, fourth quarter, the Heat locked down and, and bam, and, and Tyler Hero, the Kentucky guys, took over. I think that. Um... Miami played two different zones. They played the one where they kind of started with it, where it was man on. It was kind of like what you're referring to, the box and Bam. But Bam was in the zone, and they had one guy, Mark Kemba Walker, a box and one, classic box and one. And in game four, they were playing that, and that's what Boston was really able to break down in game four and able to win. But then they switched off that, like you said, in game five. They moved to man, and then... In game six, they, they came back with the box and bam zone that they had shown, you know, they've shown a little throughout the series, and it worked every time. But right. um, they were I, I feel like they were able to break that down pretty good in game six. It just had to do that. Miami had an answer offensively for the Celtics' poor oh, yeah. defensive effort. I mean, in the first half, it looked like you guys were scoring on every possession on, on the zone. But, uh, but it's interesting what happened in the fourth quarter. Uh, you guys, for some reason, um, two guys in particular, Jason Tatum and Kemba Walker in the fourth quarter of that game, what I found really interesting is they decided to individually play hero ball. And I saw that a bunch of times during this playoff run, and I think it's kind of concerning to me that Kemba Walker who played like an all-star all year, is now 30, 31 years old. Uh, he's not getting any better than what he is now. And teams have figured him out, specifically the Miami Heat, because I don't know if you saw that stat, but every time Kemba's made the playoffs, he's been eliminated by Miami. 
And, I did not see that. Yeah, he's made the playoffs three times, and each time he's been eliminated by Miami. Now, Jason obviously has a lot of room for growth, but he needs to work on his shot selection, uh, especially in the fourth quarter. Um, in, in the fourth quarter, he was taking a lot of, in every single game, he was taking a lot of step-back threes, those sidesteps, uh, and he sort of had trouble getting his teammates going. We, I think he actually did a really good job doing that in the first quarter of game six and for the first half. He had like seven assists, seven rebounds in the first half, and he had like two points or something. Uh, he did a really good job, but I think it was a little too late. You need to have an all-around balance attack when you're playing the Heat, and I just don't think the Celtics had too much of a balanced approach. Uh, it was a lot of hero ball. It was a lot of one-on-one, a lot of you know me time, time to take over, uh, and that's just not how you beat the Heat. Yeah, and about the hero ball, I mean, the Celtics have two guys, uh, Tatum and Kemba, both trying to prove something, but in different ways. Kemba trying to prove that he is a top player and he can be great in those moments. I mean, Jason Tatum is also trying to prove that he can be that guy too. You know, he wants to take that next step and be like, hey, you know, two guys, different ages, Kemba Walker, 30, like you said, Jason Tatum, 22. And they're both trying to prove the same thing, which is, I'm that guy. I can be that guy, just like Kyrie was for the Celtics last year. And I don't think it helped the team at all because the Celtics are, especially in the zone, it's hard to ISO in the zone. You know, when you're trying to play hero ball in the zone, it's just hard to ISO. You have to move the ball around to be able to break down that zone. And that's what they got away from in the second half. Uh, you mentioned Jason Tatum did a good job facilitating, but. They really got away from that, and I think that really killed them in the final game, at least. Yeah, I think ultimately that's what kind of hurt them. Uh, but I'm really curious to see how their future is going to go. I know Gordon Hayward is probably going to come back. He picked up that $34 million option, so well, he's what back. I, what I mean is like he's probably not going to get traded, but you never know. Um, but Danny I, Ainge is always looking to make moves, so... We'll see. Yeah, but he never makes the moves. He's almost making the moves. Now, now, me and you talked about a move that I think is potentially going to be made, and you also think is possible, which is take those three draft picks they have. They have 14 and two in the 20s, and use them to package to trade up in the draft. And I think that's something that's very possible. We I, don't I have think a spot for three guys. Yeah, and they haven't had a spot for three guys in the last three drafts. They keep drafting more and more guys, and they're basically the same type of player, guys that are too young to break into the rotation, uh, but at the same time, they never get any minutes, so they never actually break through. So I think they definitely need to package those picks, get a high draft pick, whatever the highest they could they can get, draft a player they think has really high upside, and let the guy grow. I think that's the best approach. Sadiq I like Sadiq. You, you might be able to get him with the 14th pick, though. We could, hopefully. So we'll see what happens. But let's move on here um, from the Celtics. As Miami moves to the finals against LeBron and the Lakers. Adam, how do you feel about your chances? So uh, I'll, I'll say right off the start. I think my my head says Lakers in six. 
my heart says Heat in six. Um, if you if you look across the board, the Lakers have the two best players on the court. You have LeBron and Anthony Davis. But afterwards, I think you can make the case that the Heat have the next best six. Uh, and I can list them off the bat right now. I think Bam is after LeBron and AD. So you got Bam, Jimmy, and then I think you have Goran Dragic, who's been amazing during this playoff run. He's been averaging 22 points a game, six assists, seven, seven, no, seven assists, six rebounds. Um, and after Goran, I think you have Tyler Hero, the rookie, the 20-year-old that killed the Celtics. Um, I think he's been absolutely phenomenal, and I think that if anyone is going to be a true difference maker coming off the bench for either team, it's Tyler because he plays the most fourth-quarter minutes. He's one of the Heat's closers. He's the guy. Afterwards, it's, it's where you get really messy. I think it's whoever has a hot night. I really like playoff Rondo. I really like Same. playoff. I really like playoff Dwight. But I do think that Jay Crowder, Iggy, those guys have just because of their size and what they could do to LeBron, to AD. I think that those guys are the most important players to the series. Um, but I would. I don't want to sleep on Goron and Tyler because the issue that I had with the Heat throughout this entire playoff run is that they can't defend point guards. They can't defend speedy point guards, but they did prove me wrong against the Celtics. But when they're at their best, they're, the Heat are at their best when they're not defending speedy point guards. And the Heat, or the Lakers rather, they don't have any speedy point guards. What the Lakers have are two monsters down low. They have LeBron and AD. But in terms of guard play, I think that Tyler Hero and Goran Dragic are going to absolutely feast on the Lakers. They're going to get any shot they want, and I think that defensively they'll be fine because Rondo, KCP, those guys are stand-in-the-corner type of guys. They're not drivers. They don't, they're don't. they not slashers. Those guys are, okay, we'll follow LeBron. We'll, we'll stand in the quarter. Danny Green, you know, they're not drive-to-the-basket guys, and that's what really hurts the Heat. So defensively, I don't have any concerns about the guards. What I have concerns about is Anthony Davis. Uh, I, I think you'll never be able to stop LeBron. That's just one thing you got to get clear, get out of the way. But what you can do is slow him down. You can throw Jay Crowder on him. You can throw Iguodala. You can throw LeBron. You can throw uh, – not LeBron. You can throw Jimmy. What you can't slow down, I think, is Anthony Davis. Uh, the, the issue that I have with Anthony Davis is that his length and his size is too much for Bam. And I think he takes away something that Bam does really well. Bam, While Bam can defend anybody he wants and whenever he wants, I think that if Bam's full attention is on Anthony Davis, LeBron is going to pick apart any defense that the Heat have. And on the other side of the floor, I think Bam... This might be a series where Bam only averages like 10 points a game because of Anthony Davis and because of Dwight Howard. So I think it's a really tough series for the Heat to win, but there are cracks. There are openings where they could take advantage of the Lakers. What do you think? I got Lakers in five, but you bring up a great point. Um, I don't know if you did this on purpose, but the Heat will not win in seven. 
Game seven would be LeBron world. So if the Heat are going to win, they got to do it in six. I, I, I agree with that. I think if you're going seven, LeBron's going to play like it's the last game he's ever going to play in his life. Exactly. So. Uh, yeah, so I got um, – so just wanted to plug my new account, uh, just another NBA fan. Um, and on there, I actually um, tweeted something about the series um, that the Lakers in the regular season – and I know I don't want to pull up, rely too much on what happened in the regular season, but um, the Lakers are 2-0 and versus the Heat. Uh, in those two games, AD and LeBron averaged a combined 56 points per game, and the only player to score 20-plus points in the series, or in each game, was Jimmy Butler. Now, the key to this series, his name is Tyler Hero. Um, I think that Bam is going to be locked up by AD and Dwight, Angevel, they just have too many bodies to throw at him. I mean, going from Daniel Tyson, Robert Williams to Anthony Davis, Defensive Player of the Year, Dwight Howard, uh, it's going to be tough for Bam. The key is to get those perimeter players going and to knock down those threes for Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson to be able to shoot those threes. That's a big key to the Heat. Um, you also need veteran guys to step up. You need Iguodala to play like he just played in the last game versus the Celtics. You need you need those veteran guys to step up also, um, but I definitely think that if the Heat have any chance, they are going to need to rely heavy on Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson, and obviously Jimmy Butler is going to have to step up also. Yeah, I think where the Lakers have a lot of strengths, I think you can point out where their weakness lies. The thing about the Lakers is. Everyone knows that they are not a great three-point shooting team. They shoot the lowest amount in the league. What they like to do is they like to go down low and pound you to death with their big men and get those easy shots. And when they're not pounding you down low, you have LeBron driving and kicking to Danny Green where he bricks threes sometimes, and sometimes he hits them. (laughs) But the thing that I like is that The Heat's liability defensively is with their guards. And if the guards on the Lakers are just standing still, the Heat are good to go. They don't have any issues. And that leaves Bam, Jimmy, Jay, that leaves those guys to be able to do what they do well and get down and make shots difficult for the Lakers. Now on the other side, if the Heat do decide to play zone, I think we're going to see a lot of Myers, we're going to see a lot of Kelly Olynyk uh, because Bam can't do everything. Bam can only defend one guy at a time. He can't defend Anthony Davis and then go get a rebound from Dwight Howard. Yes. So I think I was telling someone earlier, they need Kelly Olynyk to be an actual seven-footer in the series and play like a seven-footer. Not a Canadian Kelly. We need American Kelly in the series if the Heat want any chance to win. He needs to be able to box out Dwight and make sure him and JaVale get no shots at the rim. No second chance points because Bam's going to be defending Anthony Davis at the three-point line all of his driving. And I think Bam's going to do a great job. So you have to make sure that Kelly is able to withstand any Dwight Howard putbacks. And on the other side of the floor, I think the same holds true. I think that if you have... Anthony Davis defending Bam, that should be a free 
chance to roam around for Kelly Olynyk. I think Kelly can take Dwight off the dribble. I think Kelly can do a lot of really nifty stuff with the ball. And I think that if he knows how to do that and he knows how to take advantage of his spots, I think Kelly on the offensive end could be a really good asset because you don't have to worry about Anthony Davis down low. Yeah, you talk about the uh, Miami's weakness, which is guarding those guards who are going to be sitting still. And that's where Rondo is going to be dangerous for you guys. Rondo could really go off in this series. And I really think that he could average upward to 18, 19 points a game in this series. Uh, He's going to be harder to guard than Kemba for you guys because you guys aren't necessarily focused on him like you guys were focused on locking up Kemba. And um, I just think that he's a vet and he's been here before. He wants this title. I think he's going to be very difficult for you guys to guard. No, I wouldn't go as far as saying Rondo's going to average 18, 19, but I do think that he'll hit a three or two a game. Uh, I think they definitely are going to leave him open, and just the fact that all the other guys are going to get so much attention, it's going to leave Rondo wide open to do whatever he wants. I think that's definitely going to be advantage Lakers. But I also think that Goran Dragic is going to bully his way into the paint and do whatever he wants against Rondo at the same time. So it's like a give and take. And in the end, it just depends on which team is hotter and which team is clicking at the right time. Now, Adam, who do you have game one here? So I want to say I have the Heat winning game one based off of two things. Number one is I don't think Laker fans, and it kind of bleeds into the Lakers team, they don't take the heat as seriously as they should be. As in, maybe you have an off game from one of their big guys. Not LeBron, not ID, because those guys are going to bring it every night. But one of their other guys, uh, like a KCP, Danny Green, uh, they sort of coast throughout the game knowing, oh, LeBron and AD have this for us. This is you know, a ring right in the bag. We're good. Uh, the other thing I want to point out is usually for LeBron, game ones are feel-out games. I don't know if you saw this stat, but LeBron is 1-8 in game ones of the NBA Finals. 1-8. That's which pretty means- bad. Pretty Which bad. means game one really is, I mean, granted, he's only won three rings uh, out of his nine tries. But I think game one for sure is a feel-out game for him. And it's where the other team likes to throw a good punch, basically telling LeBron, hey, we're here for a fight. You're not going to beat us that easily. So uh, I like the Heat game one. Uh, and the only way I'll feel confident that the Heat could pull out a series win is if they're up 2-0 at some point of the series. That's the only chance I think the Heat have a have a good shot at winning. Man, LeBron, he's focused. He's ready to go. I got the Lakers in game one. I don't think LeBron is taking the Heat for granted. I think, you know, he watched that series. He knows. And I know they may not be taken as serious as the Celtics, but they cruise through the Bucks. They cruise through... The Celtics, I mean, the Heat are a legit threat to the Lakers. I mean, people aren't taking them very seriously, granted, but they are a legit threat, and I feel like this Laker team really knows. 
And you know what's going to even nip it in the butt even more for LeBron? Is that it's his former team. It's Pat Riley. It's Eric Spolstra. I know none of the players from his team, his physical team, are even there still. But it's just the fact that... Udonis Haslam's still there, Jake. Okay. Haslam. Yeah. But no, I, I, I agree with you. Uh, but I, I do think No that... relevant players are still there. <laughs> Continue. I'll, I'll say this. I think that if we weren't in the bubble and everything was in normal circumstances and then nothing, you know, changed, I think the Heat would still be in the finals. Bubble or no bubble, I, I really feel confident because I, I think personally that the bubble only matters for game sevens. Everything else is equal. I disagree. It's about the young players. The young players would not play as well. Ta- I, I would guarantee you. Guarantee you, Tyler Hero doesn't have a 37-point game. Well, I'll say this. Garden. I'll, I'll say this, though. Do you believe that the Heat would be able to take a game from the Bucks in Milwaukee? Yes. I think okay. the, the, the Heat... Now, I'll say this. I think that the Heat were the biggest threat to beat the Bucks, And they did it easily. Yes, they did it easily. I think it would have been harder. But it would have been harder. It probably would have gone six, but I think they would have beat the Bucks anyway. I now, the Celtics, I also still think they would have beaten them in seven. I think they that game seven would... in TD Garden, I think still six. I think the Heat win in six, but Against it's, Boston? Tough maybe. it's tough for me because I think Boston has playoff. Yes, they're young, but they have playoff experience and... But at some point, when is that young thing gonna be, you know, done with? That's an excuse already. It's Jason never. Tatum, it's never. It's Jason, about experience, not about age. It's about experience. Exactly. But the thing is, Jason Tatum has more experience in the playoffs than more than half the league. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying he's young. Oh, it yes, really but... is just a BS excuse on behalf of. No, know, I don't think it's fans. an excuse for the boss. I don't think it's an excuse for Boston. I personally don't take it as an excuse. About but I wouldn't. I, so I wouldn't say anything about youth. But I would say because, that I would say, as far as the bubble goes, it helps youth play. It helps players who are inexperienced in the playoffs, who haven't really played in that type of atmosphere. I don't think that Jamal Murray would put up the stats he put up in the playoffs. In I agree the, with that. He would not have, and I, I don't think that. Tyler Hero would have thrived as much. Also. And I think that Donovan Mitchell in the in the beginning in the Denver Utah series, I don't think he would have put up those amount of points. Like we saw a, a burst from young, inexperienced playoff playoff players who that we've never seen before. And we have many years of evidence and we've never seen this many young players play well in the playoffs. And I think that a hundred percent has to do with the bubble. Right, but do you still do you agree with me that I think the Heat, regardless of bubble, are still in the finals? Hmm. I think they still are in the finals. I think okay. that the finals matchup. And I think the Lakers have, are still in the finals. The finals matchup we have is the finals matchup that would have happened, and it's um, well, the one we deserve. I don't think the Heat do it as easily. I don't think it's absolutely not. Yeah. I don't think it's easier for the Heat, but I think that you know. They have that team chemistry. They have that mentality. They have those players like Andre Iguodala, like Jay Crowder, like Jimmy Butler, who have had experiences. Kelly Olynyk, 
you know, and they they may not be key players, all of them, but yes, they're it's about leadership, you know, and leading these young players and having that mentality. The teams with the best leadership made it the farthest, and I think that's always the case. I the teams with the best leaders always make it the farthest, and that's just personally what I think because you need to have that mentality throughout the playoffs. It's different, right? Now. You know that you know. There's one thing that I was just that was recently brought up to me, and I wanted to get your take on it. Okay. In the last twenty years, since the year two thousand, the Miami Heat in two thousand nine acquired Chris Bosh and LeBron James. In two thousand ten, they made the finals. Now, in two thousand nine, they missed the playoffs. In 2014, the Cleveland Cavaliers, who did they acquire? LeBron LeBron James. James. And Kevin Love. But in 2013, they missed the playoffs. In 2019, or 2018 rather, the Lakers missed the playoffs. In 2019, or in 2018, who did they acquire? LeBron James. LeBron James. There's a handful of guys where... When they acquire, when a team acquires the player and they lead the team to a finals appearance the year after they're signed, I think that's a sign of a superstar. There's only a handful of guys that I can think of. Um, I really can't think of them right now. Oh, Kawhi. Yeah. In 2018, leading them to a finals. Raptors, yeah. Um, there, there's a few other guys. Uh, KD can, and the Warriors. You can make the case KD <laughs> took them that, over that real wow. hump. But um, that team, that team was already. Fine. They were already there, but LeBron was still in the way. I, I think. Yeah. I okay. think. Yeah. The the ring that the Warriors won was sort of fake because you didn't have Kyrie, you didn't have Kevin Love. But KD carried that team to. Like it no, would have been I'm a real talking, series without KD. I'm talking about the 15 finals where oh, okay. 15. Kevin Love and Kyrie were hurt. So what I'm saying is the Warriors really did need KD to be able to beat LeBron. Because yes. I don't really count that 2015 ring as a real ring because Kyrie and Kevin Love were hurt. They meet that they meet again without KD. It's it's LeBron and seven. It's LeBron, yeah, it's LeBron. Yeah. Exactly. So I think KD is another one of those guys. What I'm trying to say is I think Jimmy Butler deserves to be in the category of superstar where he missed the playoffs entirely. And the year after they acquire him, they're in the finals. And I want to know what you think about that. And if you think about it throughout the years, you'll find that there are certain guys where when a team acquires them, they make this miraculous finals run, and they surprise everybody. What do you think about Jimmy Butler, the superstar? I'm going to have to say, this is tough. I would say no, just because of the Sixers. I mean, the Sixers had... But who did they lose to? No, no. The who Raptors. did they lose to? The Raptors, who had just acquired Kawhi. Who, single-handed, I think, who basically single-handedly beat them. I, I, I think that if the 
Raptors didn't have the four bounces. I think the 76ers are the reigning champs. Adam, here's my question to you. Heat losing the finals. Jimmy Butler wants a new contract. How much do you pay him? How much would you realistically pay him? Well, I'm, what do you mean? Would you pay? Would you pay him Kawhi? Would you pay him Kawhi money? Would you pay him LeBron money? Would you it, pay him that much? Well, he's already under contract for four years. I don't know. What I'm you're... just saying, if he were to get a new contract tomorrow, would you pay him LeBron KD money? I'm giving him LeBron KD money. Wow, I would not. I would not give him that kind of money, and that's really what I really thought of is. Would I give him the LeBron and KD? And he's right there. I think he's right below. Like, there's a tier of superstars. There's only five superstars in the NBA, in my opinion. And that's Steph Curry, LeBron James, Kevin Durant, uh, Giannis, James Harden, Kawhi. I don't even count. I don't even think James Harden. James Harden's right there. But superstar, I don't really even think James Harden's there. What has James Harden accomplished in his career? Not but that's what your season. But that's what you, I'm, I'm saying. You're talking about what has James Harden accomplished. Well, I'm telling you that Jimmy Butler has accomplished things that only superstars accomplish. Exactly. Every year he takes his team into the playoffs. But that's why he's close because in he's never really shown in the regular season that he is superstar caliber. But right now he's showing it, but I'm not ready to say. But it's not about what he does on the court. It's everything. It's all the intangibles. Uh, Tyler Hero doesn't play the way that he plays without Jimmy. Bam doesn't play the way that he plays without Jimmy's leadership. Duncan Robinson, Kendrick Nunn, Derek Myers, Jay Crowder, Andre Iguodala. I could go through the entire list of uh, of the team. These guys off the court do not play with the swagger that they do, with the intensity that they do without Jimmy Butler. Jimmy could be sitting on the bench not playing and these players will still play at a very high level that's what i'm saying now is jimmy butler a game changer and am i questioning that no am i questioning his leadership ability absolutely not am i questioning his superstardom as a basketball player yes i'm you not can make sure. that case and i i'm I actually gonna case... help you out i'm gonna help you out with what i'm gonna say i think that Bam Adebayo is the best player on this Heat team. I've said it for the entire year. I said it since last October. I think Bam is the best player because he impacts the floor the most ways. Offensively, he led the Heat in assists. He frees up Duncan. He he has the most screen assists in the NBA. He's an athletic monster. His jump shot's coming along. He can shoot the three ball. He never does. He never will. Well, he will probably starting next year, but he doesn't do it. His jump shot's looking good. Defensively, he's all defensive NBA. I think I personally think he's like the third or fourth best defensive player in the league. And I just think there's nowhere here for him but up. I like to look at him as Kevin Garnett. He's the second coming of Kevin Garnett. Oh my, don't say that to me. I, it's true. Let when me was see, the last let me see time? More. When was the last time this guy? This guy's is in his third year, and he's leading this team to the finals. He averaged twenty-two, ten, and five against a your team Celtics. with no center. It doesn't matter. He did the same thing against Giannis the round before. 
Let's see what he does against Anthony Davis. But he did it against the reigning MVP and defensive player of the year. And it's his I, third year. I will say two things. One, there is a center in the Western Conference that just beat Kawhi Leonard and fell to LeBron James just as Bam is about to do. But the thing is, Jokic doesn't play defense. You're talking about Bam, who is the third or fourth best defensive Bam, player in the NBA. Bam is nowhere close to a defend, the same defensive player as Kevin Garnett. Not even close. Not even uh, in the same level. I'm going to have to disagree with you. But Do you think Bam will ever be a first-team all-defense yes. in his career? Ever? Yes. Uh, no. Yes. No. Absolutely. No. I now, absolutely now, as far as impact with Jimmy Butler, I could make an argument that Marcus Smart does basically the same thing as Jimmy Butler for the Celtics, as Jimmy Butler does for the Heat. I think Marcus Smart is was their best player in the series. He was, but there's game changers. There's that. There, and that's what Jimmy Butler is, and it's it's just as rare as being a superstar. But there's a difference between superstar and game changers. And I think that Jimmy Butler falls more in the Marcus Smart like. You know, that little category where there's game changers. And I think that Kyle Lowry is in that category as he's just he's a game changer. And I think that Jimmy Butler, with his leadership ability, his basketball skill, was put in the right organization to show that off. Like he was in the right spot with Philadelphia, obviously way better roster, way better, you know, way better team. And they were close to making the NBA Finals, but they did not. And um, I just think he was Jimmy Butler is in the right spot for him to be able to show off his game-changing ability. How he can impact... He's not a locker room cancer. He can impact every player on the court. And he can work in a good system. Okay. Well... Before we close off here, I want to just tell you one thing about Heat history and probably NBA history that will almost never happen ever again. Do you know the last player in their third season to take his team, to lead his team to a championship? Do you know who that last person was? Mm, Magic Johnson. No. Uh, Third year? His third year. He led them to a championship, and he probably could have done it in his second year if he didn't get hurt. I don't know. Dwayne Wade, 2006. All right. Dwayne Wade led the Heat in 2005 to a 3-2 lead against the Detroit Pistons, who eventually went to the finals and won. Or it was 2004. It was one of those years. The Pistons eventually won the finals, but D-Wade was up 3-2 on that team in his second year. And in his third year, Dwayne Wade delivered a championship, leading his team against the Dallas Mavericks. And so when you look at Bam, that's what I'm looking at. Okay. We'll see. We'll see. This is a big series, Adam. It's, it's a big series, but... I'm happy with any outcome. I'm fine even if the Heat gets swept. It's They came above expectations. They're playing with house money. Whatever they do from here on out is just a positive. 
and I'm happy with anything that happens. Obviously, you don't want to get embarrassed, but if they lose 4-1, it's not that big a deal because you know that they're going to come back stronger next year and the year after that and the year after that. All right, guys, that's it for today. Thank you for tuning in. Episode 2 of the After Hours Podcast. Uh, Adam, you want to plug your uh, little clutch? Yeah, so I actually just made a video uh, with my Clutch NBA at 5R account. Uh, It's a hype video for the NBA Finals. Uh, I did it for the network that I'm working for, at 5 Reasons Sports. And uh, yeah, you guys should definitely follow it. Tune in if you want to DM me anything for sure do so um you you have something to plug in too don't you jake yeah and uh as i said earlier in the podcast um i have an account another nba fan you can follow me dm me i'll talk about basketball whatever you guys want uh just hit me with a follow um but thanks for tuning in guys